Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome to the podcast. My name's Dan Carson. I'm the Director of Student Ministry Matters. And on today's podcast, I have with me Chris Vines. What's up, everybody? And Zach Lee. Yo. You know, guys, I've been thinking about this all night. You guys have cool names. I just, it bothers me. You got Chris Vines. He sounds like he could be a DJ on a radio station or something like that. And then you got Zach Lee, which is this action hero. Then there's me, Dan Carson. And I'm like, really? It's not the first time that this bothered me. My wife's maiden name was O'Hare. Her first name is Temple. So Temple O'Hare sounds like a movie star or you know, an author or something great like that. And then I turned it into Temple Carson and just, you know, torpedoed it. So it bothers me, guys. It just really does. I'm glad you guys are on the podcast with me. We are happy to be here as we continue the conversation about student ministry. And um, we are very happy to have Central Baptist College of Conway as one of our partners. They are a great place to send your students So if you're looking for a personal college experience that gives you academic excellence in Christ-centered environment, Central Baptist College in Conway is there. It exists to prepare you for the future that God has for you. They have outstanding faculty and personnel uh, ready to help you enroll and prepare for that future. CBC offers in-class, online, and hybrid course formats for all students with over 40 degrees to fit the style of ministry that God is calling you to. Now, we understand you want to be prepared for your future, and since 1952, CBC has helped prepare thousands of graduates for their ministry calling. So if you want to get started in that process, learn a little bit more about Central Baptist College, visit cbc.edu visit. Give those guys a call, and they will get you going in that process. It's a great school. My daughter is a student there. I'm an alumni. My wife is an alumni. And we are happy that they are one of our partners. Well, on tonight's podcast, we are talking about values. Um, What drives your student ministry? What are those underlying things that point us in a direction and helps us bring to life the actions and, and ministry that God is calling us to? And so whether you're looking at your mission statement, your vision statement, or all these other things, your values are the things that really drive that ministry. On a recent podcast by the Healthy Church podcast with Larry Barker and Drew Klein, they've talked about this and how that affects and what that looks like for the whole church. Well, we want to spend some time with that on your student ministry. And it's important for us to spend this time thinking about it. I remember early on in my ministry, I didn't think about these type of things at all. It was, well, I had the responsibility to teach my students, let them learn about Jesus, and make sure that they didn't burn the church down. That was kind of the whole gambit right there. Uh, But over the years, I've learned that I need something 
pointing me in the right direction. And that's why I've taken some time thinking about values, thinking about those driving forces so that I know at the end of my my student ministry, at the end of my ministry, that I've done work that matters. And that's really important to me. Well, guys, before we hop into our discussion and we get into those things, we got to get to our random question of the week. We're still getting to know Zach. He is still relatively new, part of our podcast. Um, And then you can always learn something new about, about me and Chris. What was your favorite toy growing up? So, Zach, we're going to start with you on this one. What was your favorite toy growing up? Oof, uh, I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, the the first thing that pops in my mind was my Batman figures, action nice. figures. Um, I am a huge Batman fan. I've always been a Batman fan. He is will always be my favorite superhero. But I used to just have these, just a ton of Batman action figures. And to go on top of that, I remember when I was a kid, I don't remember what age I was, but I remember my parents getting me this bat cave that had all these kind of just really cool things uh, that were a part of it. And I just like freaked out over this, having this bat cave because I was just obsessed that, you know, I had the bat cave, you know, Batman's a lair. Uh, So I would probably say that was probably my my most favorite toy. That's That's the first thing that pops out in my mind. That's great. That's great. How about you, Chris? Well, first off, Batman is just a man. I don't know if you can really call him a superhero, but uh, for me, <laughs> okay, for me, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite toy was. I'm, I'm narrowing it down in my head right now. My favorite toy was anything shaped like a ball. Does that count? Okay. Sure. I mean, I, I'm just, I mean, I've always like, I've always liked sports. And so I, you know, a basketball honestly was, was my favorite toy. Um, you were probably looking for some kind of action figure. And so uh, a close second to that would probably be the Cowboys and Indians that I used to always play with. No, I mean, for, I, I, I know kids and there are some kids that you think they came out of the womb and started playing basketball right away. I mean, they just love anything with a ball. And so, no, that could be your favorite toy. Um, mine was an action figure. I was a wee child when the first Star Wars movies came out. And so I had all the original figures, played with them. But my favorite was my X-Wing fighter. It was mm. fantastic. And yeah. it was one of those things you get at Christmas time and you're like, yes, this is awesome. Now I can be Luke Skywalker taking a run on the Death Star, you know, that sort of thing. But Those, whether it was a ball, whether it was Batman, Star Wars figures, those were all valuable to us at that point. Now, simple truth is, some of those toys may now actually be worth money, not necessarily a basketball, unless it's signed by, you know, some great players. But action figures, they're worth a lot in some some circles. I know that I still have my Star Wars figures I'm trying to figure out the best way to sell some of those things and make some money for school. And so those types of toys, they hold value. Tonight, we're talking about value. We're looking at what those things that we hold valuable in our own minds and hearts and that they drive our ministries. So we want to take just a few moments with that on today's podcast as we talk about that. And as we understand, 
these things are going to shape how we do ministry. So I've asked the guys to come up with a list of those values, those driving forces that are in their ministry. And then we're going to we're going to share each of us share kind of what's driving our own student ministry. Um, you may find some things to think about in that, and then we'll talk about them as we go through. So, Zach, I think you said you had three kind of driving forces in your student ministry. What are those? Yeah, so I kind of have uh, three broad driving forces, but then I also kind of have a, uh, our mission statement that's kind of narrowed down and focuses on God's Word. But I'll start off with the three kind of more broad driving forces, and these are going to sound like Sunday school answers. They really are. Um, but these are the three things that come to my mind when I think about student ministry and what our student ministry wants to exemplify. Um, and the first thing is just glorify God. Um, and we'll get more into what that looks like and the certain things that we, that we do in our student ministry to glorify him. But obviously we know that he deserves all the glory, all the praise and all the honor as our creator. Um, the second thing is reach the loss. As believers, we are called to reach the loss. And as the church, we are called to go and reach the loss. And then the third thing is to fellowship among believers. Uh, I know that is a huge point for me because one of my spiritual gifts is hospitality. I love to be around people. I'm a huge social person, um, very outgoing. And so that's also kind of a big driving point in my ministry. So those are the three kind of broad things that I think about when I want our, what I want our student ministry to exemplify, but then we kind of have our mission statement. That's kind of the three E's and we kind of focus on God's word in our mission statement. Um, the three E's are expanding our knowledge of God's word. And we center that around second Timothy chapter three, verse 16 and 17. Uh, the second thing is employing God's word uh, in our lives. And that is focused on James chapter one, 23 to 25. And then the third thing is engaging God's word with others. And that is focused around the Great Commission passage of Matthew 28, 19, 20. Um, And that I really like to focus in on God's word because God's word should be the center of our lives. It should be um, how we live out our lives. Uh, And obviously in our student ministry, we want our students to do that. And so that's kind of the two broad, one broad, three things, and then kind of on a smaller scale. Uh, three things focusing on God's word that I like to try to be a driving point in our ministry. Mm, Okay. Well, like you said, those things are what help you make decisions about what you're going to do, where you're going to spend your money, you know, all of those things, because they say that how we know what somebody really worships and really spends time with is in large part, how, what their checkbook looks like. I know that's an old analogy, but mm-hmm. I'm an old guy. So <laughs> uh, in my own ministry at, at Calvary, um, there are four things that kind of point, and these are actual, that's not potential. These aren't things that I hope to be, but these are things that drive the ministry there right now. It is, And there's four things. One is we want to be Bible-centered. Um, and you've mentioned a little bit of that, Zach. Um, I think most of us would agree that we want to be focused on God's Word. But it can be easy to fall into the topical message and things like that. Um, The others include gospel transformation. Specifically, I'm referring gospel transformation over uh, behavior modification. And we can talk about that a little bit. Uh, Family discipleship. 
is important to me and it shapes the ministry and then genuine relationships. That's always been key into what, what I do in the way of student ministry, uh, real relationships with real people. Um, so those are some of the things that, that I, that drive the, the student ministry at Calvary. Um, now I know that uh, ideally that you have spent some time with your pastor, your lead guy, because we're all in that second chair. Um, you know, we're not the the one who is making the, the bulk of the decisions. We have somebody that we answer to in this process. And so um, your church may have a set of core values, and ideally they're going to line up with the values that are in uh, your student ministry. So they're going to be the same. You're trying to accomplish the same and what that looks like. And I believe really that's the way Chris and his ministry in in hope is working. What what does that look like for you, Chris? Yeah, you know, just uh, a personal decision that, and really conviction that I have is that, uh, you know, that our student ministry uh, does not, in any way, take shape that is uh, different from our our church as a whole. In other words, I want our students to know that they're not separate from. They are certainly a part of. Uh, the the church uh, at Garrett Memorial Baptist Church that this is this is who they are they're not separate from that and we've talked about that before uh, on the podcast and so when it comes to values uh, admittedly I, I have tried to come up with uh, values specifically for our student ministry in the past uh, and that was really before this conviction I just shared just began to kind of take shape in my own life so. Uh, our values as a church are uh, are simply biblical worship, life giving community, intentional discipleship, relentless prayer, and global vision. Mm. And when we begin to communicate those things, we put them in uh, what I call "we believe" statements. So we believe in worshiping King Jesus biblically. We believe in doing life as a community of faith. We believe in reproducing lifelong followers of King Jesus. We believe in praying relentlessly for one another, and we believe in sending and going to every nation with the gospel. So those are our values as a church, and they also form our values as a student ministry. Let me ask, Chris, for those of us who are in our student ministry, we're trying to work through some of these things, and perhaps we want to encourage our pastors to help us and help the church. Can you explain maybe how you and Cliff, uh, your your pastor, arrived at, at these type of values? Well, uh, uh, part of it, I mean, th- some of these are already inherited. Uh, when I got there, I've been at our church now for almost seven years, and, and, and right before I got there, this was a a kind of a hot topic issue, I believe, among Cliff and uh, and one of our other pastors, and so I, I entered into that conversation. And uh, really, what we just began to talk about, and and probably what would be more appropriate in this conversation is how over the last, uh, I would say, the last four years, these values, while they've been on paper, they haven't really been in front of our people. Uh, we've, we've talked about them mm. behind closed doors, um, that kind of thing. But just recently, we've we've sensed the need to uh, make these more 
I guess, present within our within our church. And so uh, in that conversation, we we just kind of went back over them and just said, okay, are are these still values that we believe in that we we think are necessary for our church? Do we need to change them? Uh, have we do we you know practically value these things and are they showing up on a regular basis in what we do as a church, whether it be in the worship service or in our uh, our small groups or in our Sunday school classes? I mean, are these things present? And of course, we we determined that yes, they are. Uh, and, and at that point, we made the decision to begin just communicating them uh, better to our church. And that's really where we are right now. So the way that we're doing that uh, most recently, we went through, we started this whole year 2021 off with a, uh, a, a sermon series called how to build your life. And um, these values uh, took the you know center stage in that whole sermon series. And, and that was a very uh different approach to preaching than we normally do. Uh, and it was one that we, we don't do very often. We, we typically go through books of the Bible and, uh, and so, but we felt the need to begin this year specifically by highlighting these values and coupled with that, we, we also began to make them, uh, visually present within our church space. Uh, so we had a, a person in our church creatively make a, uh, a wall design that that shows these very clearly in our foyer. So all that, just to, in in a nutshell, is kind of how we've gotten to where we are right now. To for me to be able to clearly say those things in a succinct way. Well, one of the things that we're going to do is we'll have these values listed in our show notes so that you can take a moment and and sit with them and, and think. Okay, is this appropriate for me. Now, one of the great values or the, <laughs> not to get stuck on that word, but one of the the important things is to spend time and mold these over yourself. And so as you list a value, it needs to represent your church, your ministry, and the, the ministry as a whole. And I believe that's what Chris has been talking about. It's been showing us that it needs to coincide with what's going on with the church as a whole. We don't want to stand apart um, there's a real problem with silos of ministry where we're trying to gain whether our own fame within a church setting um, or we want the biggest part of the budget. Um, we are a part of the whole and we need to make sure that we embrace that and see that as our student ministry. Now, Zach, you mentioned um, three things. Uh, talk to us a little bit about how those are fleshed out in your ministry. Yeah, so I think I thought of two things that really are kind of the focus. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with how we budget uh, things, you know, where we put our money where our mouth is, right? <laughs> kind right, of that type right. of thing. And then also just uh, what our weekly worships look like. Uh, of course, I think we all know our weekly worships have looked a lot different <laughs> with COVID and everything. But, oh, yeah. you know, what we typically would tend to do outside of COVID so like I, when I think about glorifying God, I think that there's a lot of ways that we try to exemplify that. I think first and foremost, we try to do that in our weekly worship with a Bible study and with, uh, you know, singing songs and praising and glorifying him. I think there's a lot of different ways that you can do that. But I think uh, really just focusing on the weekly worship is one way that we want to try to do that. When I think about uh, reaching the lost, we try to do a lot of outreach events to connect with our community and bring them in. 
Uh, and another big part of that is, I know a while back we talked about branding. Uh, another part of reaching the loss that I think is part of the reason we, we are kind of a branding style of church. Like I do all kinds of different things that I uh, try to get out to the community. Uh, we have brochures. We are online a lot in our social medias and all that good stuff. So we want to try to reach the community so that we can have the opportunity to share the gospel with them in whatever way that is, whether that's them visiting us in a weekly service or whether that is us just witnessing to them at an outreach outreach event. And of course, that kind of goes along with budgeting as well. We budget for certain outreach events that we want to have our community involved with and try to reach lost souls. And then the third thing is uh, fellowship among believers. That was another thing I mentioned. And one of the big things that whenever I first came to the church, uh, that they wanted me to implement with our student ministry was monthly activities so that we could have a really good time of fellowship among our our uh, believers and our members in the church. So I have three different activity nights that we have here, and we, of course, budget for those as well. We have an eat night, a fun night, and a game night out, outside of our regular weekly services. What we'll do in those nights for like an eat night, we typically have a certain theme. Uh, the last one we did was barbecue theme. So we bought barbecue for the students. We brought it here. I think we played a, a barbecue trivia game. So something crazy like that. Uh, you know, we've had an Italian night, um, uh, all kinds of different things. Uh, on our fun night, what we typically do is we take them outside uh, off campus to a, a certain thing like putt-putt golfing games, go-karts you know, a trampoline, amusement park, whatever. And then for our game night, we usually just do some sort of game that takes up the entire night at the church. So when we think, when I talk about fellowship among believers, that, that's some of the things we do. Obviously, just our annual weekly services, we are uh, engaging. I really encourage our leaders and myself to be very engaging with our students and just fellowship with them and talk with them, see how their week's going you know, and hear their struggles. So those are some of the things we do. There's that, That's just a few of the things we do. But I think those are some of the most important things uh, that we try to implement into doing those core values. And what I see from what you're sharing is that those values point to activity. They point to decisions that you're making with budget. Uh, they point to all these different things. And so, again, it is this idea that what we value is going to shape our ministry. So it's important for us to take a moment or two to really think about what we value. Um, that's one of the reasons, you know, that I've gone through and, and my list of values personally uh, for ministry has changed over the years dealing with student ministry, large part because the expectations have changed. Um, Things are different now than they were in the mid nineties. Um, they they just are. Student ministry looks different, and in a lot of positive changes is what I would say. I mean, on my list, I've got Bible centered and gospel transformation. I would say that one of the biggest mistakes that we have made in years past is just trying to really focus in on being topical in nature. Always wanting to put a lesson in front of the students that was pulled from today's headlines, you know, that sort of thing. And I, I found myself in that not being as biblical as I needed to. Instead of working my way through a book of the Bible with my students, I was trying to give them a good lesson from the Bible. And so 
there's a place for topical, uh, but it is important that even in those moments that we always make sure that we're Bible-centered. The other one that's that's big of my four that's real important is gospel transformation. And that is something that we were often just trying to do in those earlier years of my ministry, trying to fix behaviors that we they wanted good kids. Parents wanted good kids. Churches wanted good kids. Well, none of us are good. The Bible tells us that. And so we need Jesus to change us and to change our students and to allow for the hard parts of life while they're going through that. Uh, people are broken until Jesus puts them back together. And so too often we try to circumvent that, you know, go around. Um, and so it's real important to stay focused on that gospel tra- transfer- transforming power. The other two things that I listed were family discipleship. That's just become over the last, gosh, the last five to 10 years, this idea that I need to be pouring into my families so that they can pour into their students. Uh, before, I'd always seen student ministry as I am the student pastor. I must bestow upon my students this great knowledge and, and value. Well, I get them one hour, maybe two, maybe three a week, but that's 168 hours in a week. And so it's important for me to understand if I can get a parent talking to a students, uh, their student about the Bible during the course of the week, they're going to have a much greater impact on the long term. And then genuine relationships, that's just what I've always been about. Um, I think that that's really important. So you don't necessarily have to have close relationship with all your students. If you have a large youth group, it's going to be hard to do that. But you have volunteers, you have people that are working with you in your student ministry, and those students need an adult to kind of latch on to, um, that they can talk with, that they can communicate with. And so... That's that is important for us to look at. Well, Chris, uh, you had mentioned these five that your church has talked about. What does that look like in your student ministry? Yeah, you know, uh, I'll be honest with you guys. This is something that um, that I have not fully integrated into our student ministry in, in the sense that I, this is not something I, I have on our walls. It's not something I've I, I've taught on specifically. Uh, to students specifically. Um, and so, but, but I will say that these, these values for me personally, as a, as a pastor in our church, they do shape how I think about ministry. Uh, and they shape about, they shape, Mm, you know, everything that we're talking about here, they inform the things that we do. Um, for me personally, you know, just thinking about values, values help me answer, give a clear answer for the why question. So, uh, yeah, my pastor Cliff and I've talked about this a lot, you know, the values, having values allows us really to, to, to free ourselves up to function, uh, well within ministry. So if, if there's ever a parent or if there's ever a person, uh, a church member that comes and says, Hey, why did you guys do that event? Well, then I can, I can point to a value and I can say, well, it's because we believe in in life giving community. So we have certain fellowship nights, like like uh, Zach said. I really like what you said, Zach. I, I haven't ever thought of it in terms of like an eat night or a a game night or anything like that. I think that's really cool. Um, in fact, I may I may steal that from you because uh, you know that's what you do on Student <laughs> Ministry Podcasts. Copyrighted already. Right. I don't care. I don't care. 
I'll copyright it myself. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I just, you know, the values, while they haven't taken quote unquote a, a center stage within our student ministry, uh, they certainly have uh, shaped how I go about doing student ministry. Okay. Yeah. You know, it, it may not be that your students can rattle off any sort of um, values. Um, of ultimately, especially since these are values that your church holds, um, you, we would hope that they would eventually latch on to them, at least in that that capacity. But, you know, I don't expect my students to know that I want our ministry to be Bible-centered, gospel-transforming, uh, family-discipling, uh, and have genuine relationships. For me, the values shape who I am as a student pastor and what we hope to do and accomplish, um, but I haven't laid these out for my students. And so, yeah, I totally get what you're mm-hmm. saying. Sure. Well, Zach, um, let me ask this question or for you as well, Chris, but um, what are some things that we could do to move our ministries towards these things? Um, you know, we we say that these are values that we hold, and it's clear that they are because of what they end up doing to our budget and our time and planning and things like that. What are some further steps we could take with this? What do you think? Well, I think one of the things you could do is, you know, you could definitely, I mean, kind of like Chris just said, you know, he's going to take that from me and he's going to copyright it himself. You know, you can you can yep. <laughs> hear other guys and what they're doing in their ministry um, and try to replicate that in your student ministry. I know one of the things, I can't remember who I got this from, but one of the things that I, I really would like to start, and I'm planning on starting doing uh, this upcoming uh, school year with our student ministry, is you know, our, our mission statement is really centered around God's Word. And as I said that earlier, you know, I, I want our students' lives to be centered around God's Word uh, and doing those things that the mission statement talks about. And so one of the things that I really want to do in this next school year is is try to form a reading schedule uh, for our students. We have our weekly Wednesday night, you know, uh, lessons where I, I'm teaching through and preaching through a certain book of the Bible. I know y'all talked about that already, but I would love to have um, our students going through a reading plan that goes along with the book of the Bible that I'm going through on Wednesday nights. That way they can be um, journaling, soaping, whatever they're doing, however they want to do their quiet time on a day-to-day basis. And then, and, and they're learning God's word um, while they're outside of the church, but then they're also hearing the same thing when they're inside the church. And I think that what that'll help them do is they'll, they'll be able to uh, take that out uh, into their schools, their jobs um, and, and, and try to, you know, engage others, as we like to say, engage others with God's word. Um, so, I mean, that's one of the things I, I just think you should always be moving forward, always trying to come up with ideas, um, activities, just different things that you can be doing that are founded upon those core values that you hold so dear. So I would just say just branch out and try to see what others are doing. That'd be my first suggestion. Well, I think that's that's a great idea. There are a couple of ways that you can do that. One, you can read. Uh, there are a lot of there are good blogs out there, uh, but also some great books that are coming out. And then when you have opportunity, connect with other student pastors. 
conversations like this that the three of us get to have um, help us, you know, steal from one another, you know, borrow from one another, if you want to put it that way. Uh, but it's an opportunity for us to to grow in our knowledge. And maybe they're just looking at something slightly different that allows them to go, hey, maybe I need to try that. Uh, conferences are a great way to do that. And we hope to have our student ministry workers retreat again this fall. Uh, we're working on that, struggling around COVID and trying to navigate those things. Uh, but there are other opportunities out there. There's Youth Pastor Summit. Um, Spurgeon College up in Kansas City is also sponsoring a virtual event. And you can go and find them online. And it's a Youth Pastor Summit of, of sorts as well. And so just hearing from people can help you in developing your values as well as implementing values in your student ministry. So what are some other ways that we could do that? Do you have any any thoughts? Yeah, I have some thoughts. Uh, first thought is that, Zach, you stole that reading idea from me, and you need to know that. <laughs> you said you couldn't remember. So we both stole you each other. It's all good. I haven't stolen it. I haven't stolen anything good. yet. I have not stolen anything yet, but I have full intent on stealing something from you. But no, to, to get to the the more important matter, you know, one thing one thing that I I think I've done this unintentionally, and I, it just kind of crossed my mind as we're talking about all this is, you know, with every with every event, with every trip. Uh, with every sermon series, you know, just different things that we do in student ministry. I, I believe every one of those is an opportunity for us to be able to communicate the value that is attached to that or the values that is attached to that mm. to our students and to our parents. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, every year we, we have a, you know, most student ministries have a constant rhythm of, of things that they do, whether it be camp or whether it be, uh, soar conference or, um, you know, any kind of eat night or game night or all those kind of things. And, and again, going back to answering the why question, you know, I, I just like parents. I like students to know, Hey, look, everything that we do has a purpose. Um, and, and here's, here's why we're doing this. It's because, uh, we, we value intentional discipleship or we value uh, sending and going to every nation with the gospel. And, and so I, I think that's a way that we can, in, in a way, in a sense, implement these values and, and communicate them to uh, our students and to our families. And, and it allows for us to, to also show that, that we're not just, we're not just throwing things on the calendar willy nilly, that, that there's thought, there's prayer, there's uh, real consideration that goes into every everything that gets in front of um, our students. It is in large part about being intentional, thinking through things, being thoughtful, and then being intentional as you move forward. Our students notice those things. Our parents notice those things. And well, and the our lead pastor will notice those things as well. So it's important for us to, to hang on to it. Well, do either one of you guys have something else that you'd like to add to this conversation before we wrap up? I'm not going to add any more because Zach's just going to steal it. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. You, you were the one who started the whole stealing process. And, and, and you said that Batman was not a superhero, so I don't want to talk to you anymore. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up, Dan. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> well, on that <laughs> painful note, <laughs> well, Zach, I have to agree with him, so we're going to leave it at that. He's better hey guys, his superpower is he's rich, but that's a discussion for another night. <laughs> and so we're going to wrap up on what has been valuable to us, which is a conversation about student ministry. We encourage you to spend time thinking about your values, communicating those things, and then let them drive drive you forward. But don't forget to have those conversations with your pastor. If you're implementing something, you need to, to have that conversation so that you make sure you're on the same page. That's always important. And we do all of these things. We think about these things. We communicate. We do them because students matter, and we do it because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.